0: Welcome to a very special edition of the RAG podcast with me, Sean Anderson, the CEO and founder of Hoxho Media. This is usually the show where I bring to you stories of, of growth, of initiative, of innovation in the recruitment uh, sector to support recruitment owners around the world to, to grow their businesses. Um, and you know, this, this is a slightly different episode. This is a very special edition of the RAG podcast brought to you on a day we don't normally broadcast the show live on LinkedIn and again on, on, uh, on the podcast channels to announce an initiative that is very, very close to my heart and the people that are joining me to, to back this initiative called Project 500. So today I'm joined by Tim Rodel, the CEO of Simply Commerce, a specialist uh, digital commerce recruitment agency headquartered in uh, the South. And I've got Chris Redmond, the managing partner of Redholt, um, a specialist senior executive recruitment agency, also headquartered in the south, um, and um, two clients I've worked with for a long time, two people I trust, who who both came to me within 24 hours last week. Uh, no, it wasn't last week, was it? Like early in January, with the um, with the exact same idea. So, gents, thank you not only for for giving me a kick that day, but also joining me on today's show. Yeah. Thanks, Hana. Nice Right. Well, Tim, just give us a quick intro. I've had Chris on the show, so I'll ignore Chris for a few minutes because we know he likes to talk. But uh, Tim, Tim, do us a favor. Tell tell the audience who you are uh, and a little bit about what you do.
1: So I am the CEO and founder of Simply Commerce Recruitment. We are based in Wokingham. Uh, We've set the business up about seven years ago and had the fortune to engage Hoxo. Mm-hmm. Back in the last year, uh, when we realised how important marketing was going to be to the business, yep.
0: uh,
1: and uh, we've had a good relationship with you over the past few months, and uh, when I when I thought about the best way to facilitate delivering these laptops to schools, I thought, who do I know that's going to get this message out there in the best possible fashion? So I thought I'd uh, drop you a quick note, and it turned out to be a good idea.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully. We're not there yet. We've got, we've got a lot to we've got a lot to prove, but I'm delighted you did. Um, and Chris, again, a lot of people will know you, but for those that don't, just give us a quick introduction.
2: Yeah. So I am one of the managing partners at Red Holt. We're a small organization that typically focus on kind of accelerated senior level searches. I run the business with Amanda, my wife, and really similar to Tim. You know, I had this moment a couple of weeks ago where I was looking at what's going on and what has been going on for the last 10 months and just thought, can't just be a spectator anymore. I need to get involved and do something. And part of doing something was getting in touch with you. And it looked like Tim beat me to it.
0: Yeah, it was literally like he phoned me on I think the Monday or Tuesday night. It was Tuesday night. You sent me a message saying philanthropy. I can't even say that word. But you said, "Can are you up for doing something that will be, you know, be good for the for the community?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course." And then we had a good chat. And I was like, "I love this, but there's a lot to think about." And then literally the next morning, Redder sent me like a four AM text, like he always does, because the guy doesn't sleep. And then he says, uh, can you make a call at nine? It's urgent. I was like, shit, yeah, all right, what's, what's wrong? Thinking I was in trouble for something. Um, and then uh, he literally just said the same thing. So Project 500, for those of you that want to know, is is an initiative where we aim to help 500 underprivileged children that are studying in school in the UK today who do not have access to a device to do the work that they're doing. They're, 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 they're required to do by law, uh, by government at home. Um, you know, we know, we've done the research, we know that there's over 800,000 children right now in our country who are simply uh, finding it impossible to study. We also don't know in this third national lockdown when the hell this is gonna end, right? We do not have, we don't know if this is gonna be the end of March, end of April, end of. nobody knows. So the, the knock-on effect of every child without a device, going to be it's going to compound every single day every single week every single month and we don't know what impact that's going to have on on our um, on our businesses on our children on on the country as a whole um, it is incredible so Tim tell us what was going on in your world and why did you why did you even think
1: of this idea uh, so the idea came to me off the back of my own experience with homeschooling and homeschooling is Difficult at the best of times. It was a couple of weeks ago. It was the week. It was the end of the week that I first contacted you, and I had spent the majority of my time with the kids from eight forty until about three thirty doing the lessons. They have Google Hangouts. They've got print offs. They've got what to do. have work to submit, and it was really, really tough. Uh, however, I I had the luxury of being able to go into the office. We've got spare iMacs. We've got spare laptops. Just pick up the devices and take them home, set them up, and we're good to go. I've got one for each kid. They can have their own classes or that, all their own setup effectively on the laptops. Yeah. So that's great. And I'm very fortunate to, to be in that position. Irrespective, it, it was still so tough for that week when I was full time homeschooling to do that. And at the end of that week, after I had a few glasses of red wine, I got to reflecting on how. Difficult, it must be if you don't have a laptop. So you've got kids who are sharing, right? You've got siblings who are sharing one laptop. That might might sound okay, cool. they can do their Google Hangout calls because they schedule them at different times. But then they've got work to do afterwards and they need to access information, to fill the work in, to do the worksheets. And so that would be a massive problem. So even if you're sharing, it's a huge issue, let alone if you are trying to work off a phone, for example, as we've now heard, from the three or four schools that we've spoken to and interviewed already. You've got families uh, of of one or two kids trying to work off a mobile device to access PowerPoints and and do Google Hangout calls. it it must be incredibly tough. So I I, I thought to myself, initially I thought, right, how can my business get some laptops out to some of the schools around here? That was the initial plan of action. And then I did some research. I realized the scale of the problem, which you've highlighted, Eight hundred thousand kids potentially without devices um and off the back of that i thought i need to try and work out how i'm going to have a bigger impact than just sending out 15 20 laptops to, to the schools around here i spoke to uh i spoke to my sister-in-law who's a teacher at one of the local schools and she said even in our, in our school we probably need 30 35 laptops right now that's, that's what we could do with. So I quickly realised realize the scale of the issue. Uh, and from there, that's when I thought the only way I'm going to be able to do this and have a big enough impact is if I get some support and I can use the social channels that we have available to us to try and involve the recruitment community. That's other recruitment agencies in and around the area here or anywhere across the UK that want to get involved. And also the suppliers into the recruitment agencies that well, the software that we use and our clients as well. So from that point, that's when I made contact with you and, and uh, we started kicking off Project 500.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it was literally that day as well. I was speaking to a really close friend of mine that has two children and sharing one iPad. And yeah. she's just like, you know, it's really difficult because you, you kind of got to prioritize. She's trying to prioritize whether a son or a daughter gets to do the work each hour. And one of them's always going to be, well, actually, they're quite happy in the short term. You know, they get to... Do whatever they want, watch some TV. But it, it's breaking her heart to know that she can't, she can't get the the access to both of them at the same time, and she hasn't got the funds to do it. Um, and it was literally that day that I had that chat. Um, and being an ex-school teacher, you know, you really pressed the button with me. It was something I was thinking about, but probably not at the level you are, maybe because I don't have children. Um, and then next morning, readers sent me that text. So tell us. What's going on at your own? And if you worry worrying, what, if you can hear the noise, my dog Henry is scratching like everything in the flat right now. He, he always waits till I'm on live and loses the plot. So, apologies if I set you on, the, uh, if I can distract you, Redmond, but let us know your story.
2: That's all right. He probably wants a laptop, sure.
0: Probably, yeah. He's, he's got one, I think.
2: He <laughs> <laughs> probably would have known you and uh, utilizing your assets. Um, really similar to Tim. So, you know, last week or the week before, I sat with my daughter who was doing a Spanish lesson online and it really struck me how difficult it was not only for my daughter, Neve to do that lesson, but also for the teacher, you know, and trying to coordinate all of the different pupils that are on all the different devices and trying to give them a bit of advice on, you know, how they do the quiz in one window and how they interact on teams where she's trying to facilitate the interaction to run the lesson. And I just watched it for ten minutes and thought, "Wow, this is just ten minutes of one lesson. This is the reality that kids have nowadays uh what well, all day every day, you know, from in news case nine thirty till three thirty or four and um you know, I was also talking to someone about it yesterday, one of the clients saying that. You know, the, the school life that I remember, you walk into school with your mates, having a kick about in the playground beforehand, all of these things that stimulate all of your senses before you actually go into a lesson, concentrate for an hour, and then you're back out in the playground and interacting and building your social skills and everything to refresh your mind before you go into another lesson, you know. Even for the fortunate kids now, the ones that have got devices that facilitate their learning, they're still sat in one corner of one room trying to stay focused all day, every day. I can only imagine what it's like, for example, in the instance that I heard where there was a single mum, three lads, youngest seven, eldest 15, and all of them, including the mum, are trying to use that her mobile device to facilitate what they need to get done, and she's trying to work throughout the course of the day as well. And, uh, you know, exactly like Tim said and you said, Sean, it sort of struck me that, wow, this isn't just an impact on each kid. When you aggregate all of that, actually, this is going to have an echo in our own economy, potentially for years with the way that it's affecting, kind of creating this educational deficit. And, you know, and then when I called you, Tim, and uh, Sean, and thought about, you know, actually, as a recruitment sector, in some way, we're kind of the custodians of talent. You know, we should be proactive about trying to make sure that we mitigate this bump in the road that is happening right now. So, it's about you know, short
0: and long-term thinking, isn't it? It's like the, the thing, the, the thing with this pandemic that I think makes it so difficult for anyone is that, is that everyone's seeing it through their own lens, right? So if you're a student, you've got your own lens. If you're a parent, you've got your own lens. If you're an OAP, you've got your own lens. If you're a business owner, you've got your own lens. Everyone wants something or is struggling in some way, right? Um, and we can't, I mean, we could talk about every, there's so many issues right now, yeah. Um but this one when it's fundamentally the children when it's our, when it people who can't make a difference themselves and it's families where you know they don't have that option they they they're, they're forced it's not like there's a choice right now these kids are forced to be at home and the parents are forced to try and educate them you know, and we we spoke earlier this week, didn't we, Tim, to a to a school that you introduced us to, which um, we'll be releasing some of the video footage. But um, they talked about they're still trying to send out like workbooks and work packs to families that don't have access. But that again, that provides a challenge because then you've got teachers going out, traveling the streets to to houses every day and putting themselves at risk. It's just it's insane.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And massively time consuming as well when they're, as they've all mentioned, time constrained too. One of the other things that they raised is even even when we achieve our Project 500 goal, then we've got other areas to look at, like how are we going to help um, with the facilitation of setting the laptops up. And and everything is, is meant to be printed as well right now. So all the lessons that are sent through are to be printed, but not everyone has access to a printer. So I think this is the, the starting point for us. Really, is to try and get the devices, but there are still other hurdles that, that we we need to help them overcome.
0: Exactly. When you both reached out to me, the thing I said was, look, I think the marketing side, and and you know, getting other recruitment owners. I mean, it's not just recruitment owners. We, we you know, we don't really care where the money comes from. Let's be honest. We want to raise the cash and we want to get the, the laptops. But we we all said, you know, recruitment owners typically are of a similar style, similar type of mindset, entrepreneurial passionate, um, giving people who, um, you know, often have families often are trying to run their businesses, you know, aggressively. And we thought if, if, you know, we're talking about 30, I mean, the number changes every day. So circa 30,000 in the UK circa, yeah. um, that if everyone even donated, you know, if they just paid for one laptop, um, or, you know, if the best we'd, we'd hope people could donate, you know, um, to get multiple laptops, then, you know, we can solve we can make a, our industry can make a difference and, and do its bit. Um, my question to you guys was how, like, remember we were like, it sounds great, but I mean, I'm, I'm running around like a blue ass fly half the time trying to run my business, um, trying to manage a dog who's just eating my leg right now. Um, how are we going to do it? So straight away, Tim, you took on the, the part of the schools, right? So you said, I've got a network to understand the school. So um. We'll talk about that in a minute. But the first thing was, where the hell do we get laptops from? And that's where, Chris, you came in. So tell us about the, the deal you've got.
2: So yeah, so after looking at the market and the sort of horizon of potential suppliers that we could go to, uh, we landed on using a supplier called Keyzone, who crafted a great deal for us that effectively means, Sean, that for a £1,000, we can get six laptops and not just six laptops in terms of the hardware asset, you know, loaded with Windows 10 as well. And one of the things that we're currently finalizing as part of the uh, their constellation of what we're going to do is actually configuring those as well. So that literally when that box is opened, you just push start and it pops up because, Tim, as per what the headmaster said that was on the call with us earlier this week, um, I can't remember her name, but she said one of the main problems is that when the parents aren't IT literate, the child kind of, you know, suffers from that as well because they don't know how to set the laptop up. So that's something else that we're going to address. But the motivation really, Sean, was to make it really, really easy for recruitment business owners to be able to go, that's fine, we'll put a grand towards this. You know, and actually, I think it's something like 84 grand or something like that we need to raise in order to hit the milestone that we've set initially for this project of 500 laptops to 500 kids. And uh, I actually think if you take the number of entities we've got within our sector into account, as you've just mentioned, we should be able to absolutely smash that if we mobilize as a sector and make, where we can, thousand pound contributions to the get some wind in the sails. But I'm pretty confident as well, knowing the number of people that I do who've got a good moral compass in our sector, even if they only chuck a tenner Twenty quid, fifty quid in. What we've arranged with that supplier is that at the end of the week we're going to reconcile that entire amount, and however much that comes to, we're going to translate that into a number of laptops that we'll then add to the pile as well. So even if people can't contribute a thousand pounds to get six laptops, which would also earn them the right to uh, nominate where those laptops go, everything matters. You know, we're going to we're going to have a full tilt on it so that we get as many laptops out as we can.
0: Well, that's a good point right so just to to touch on that it's we, we we ideally we want to hit this target as fast as we can so if people can donate one hundred and sixty pounds as uh, and buy a one laptop, i mean that would be brilliant because at least that's one ticked off but if you can only donate fifty pounds forty pounds ten pounds whatever, every little will help um and then for those of you that do Provide a thousand pounds or more, we will allow you then to give us um, a recommendation of a school that you'd like that to go. Because I don't, I also know that there's a lot of people that are thinking um, that they 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 need to. Um, you know, they want to help their local community. And, you know, I'm in Manchester, you're in Reading, you're in Essex. You know, are, are, are these guys just gonna put it where they want? Well, no. I've done I've nominated the school I worked at called Burley Community College in Sheffield. In fact, it's called the Secondary Academy now. Ten years ago I was there when I didn't have gray hair. Um, but you know, I've nominated that school. I put, I put two thousand pounds in, that's going straight to that school. That means a 16 laptops straight to that school and that for me is is really important because I know the people. Is so if if you do give us a thousand pounds, give us the school you want it to go to. Let us know. We'll do the rest. Just tell us the school. Give us a name to contact. We'll make it happen. I just want to say, um, Leo Harrison um, from Chapter Two has just commented. Chris, Chapter Two will support this. Get to, get in touch. One thousand awesome. um, pounds. Leo. We'll, uh, we'll get in touch with you mate thank you so much for that um we you know that's what that's the sort of initiative we've had I know Vincere who sponsored this podcast have messaged this morning to say they want to they'll give us a thousand pounds we we've got on the page at the moment uh, we're, we're loading some cash from us there's about think, just under six thousand pounds that's what we we've, we've put in but there's also a lot of donations coming in from other people so I think with all the conversation we've had we're already at about fifteen thousand I think I think mean, that's the number that from what you've said and I've said, uh recruiter, recruiter, web will donate a thousand pounds today. Darren Ravel, you are a hero. Thank you so much. Oh, well. I absolutely love it that.
1: rolling in now, Sean.
0: Well, that, but 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 the point is, like like Simon, I'm gonna I'm gonna just quickly point out Simon Curtis here. I'm just gonna tag him in. Look, so he commented, great effort, good luck. I called Simon uh on Wednesday at four thirty. Right, we had a chat. He said, usually I'm super positive, Sean but I needed someone who might be more positive than me for once, because this guy's picked me up. For You know I've been through a pretty shit year this year personally, and Simon was on my academy. We're good friends. He's one of my clients, and he's always been there for me. And then this week, he phoned me up, and he just needed to talk, and one of the things was homeschooling. Now, again, didn't necessarily talk about the the, the access to laptops, but even with access to laptops, he said his five-year-old has, not, has missed 50% of school already, right? Can't read yet at five years old. Yeah, he's, he's six or seven-year-old who's the older brother, could read yeah, could read a book at five or could read enough. So you can already see the impact that this pandemic is having on the, lear- the, the speed of learning for his children. And, you know, that's with devices. Simon's a, a business owner. His kids have got access to this stuff, I believe. Um, imagine how slow it's going to be if they don't. You know, yeah. imagine you've got a kid like we all talk about the, you know, these areas, right? And and the, the toughest parts of the country. Like where I grew up, I wasn't particularly great, wasn't that bad. I didn't have a lot. We didn't have computers in my, in my in my house. Um, and I know loads of people that came from really tough families, but worked their way out. They worked their bollocks off to get to where they are. They wouldn't have that opportunity now. Some of the yeah. kids with the most desire, they don't have the opportunity. They can't do it. Sean, do you know,
2: what there's another point as well, because I think if you think of, you know, what we all appreciate in terms of the importance of IT and all of that stuff to getting us ready for the world that we now live in, it's even more important now. Like I watched my 10-year-old son, Jago, playing Fortnite, right? And the amount of stuff that he does that I look at and I think, wow, this is like digital preparation for the world that he's in. You know, he's running little adverts himself where he collects cyber currency That goes into his fortnite account where he can buy skins for his characters and he plays his music in the background and he's set up his streaming webcam and all of this stuff and i'm i'm like wow if you if you look beyond a kid gaming and look at everything that he's done to achieve that you know actually that's the fabric of what life is like for us now You you know how important social media is and content and all of that stuff particularly in our sector but it will be day-to-day for them it already is at 10 years old so you know you you imagine how that exaggerates the gap for kids that actually aren't warming up the tires now on the skills that they're going to need not just now but going into the the years where they're going to be doing their serious exams
0: yeah um we've just literally put in the donation page uh, from hoxo in the in the chat guys so if you're watching this live or you're watching this back on online you can see that that's the link we just had wendy gannon as well who said i'm going to donate 500 pounds today would do more but i'm only just starting wendy that is incredible thank you so much um it really is um tim just tell us a bit more about the the relationship you've got with the schools and and how we're going to get once they've been purchased what what happens next
1: so i've got relationships with a number of the schools um my sister-in-law's at one uh, my kids are another, uh, one of my eldest daughters was uh, another down the road, um, and those are the ones that we've spoken to so far. Uh, Josie, who works for me, her mum's a head teacher, um, we spoke to her mum Tracy uh, last yeah. week, uh, and everyone I speak to has a contact or someone that they know who's told them that they're impacted by this or their school is impacted by this. So we're um we've got no shortage of of routes to market when we manage to find the laptops the The challenge of course, is us raising enough money to be able to get the the devices. Once we have, uh, it should be quite straightforward. Um, actually, Chris, you've done a very good job in finding someone or a business to support us with the laptops. that that, that was actually something I didn't even consider. So when I spoke to you sure my my plan was, we get some money, we go to PC world, we buy the laptops and off we go. I didn't even consider the fact that laptops, getting laptops in the UK in bulk is a real problem. Yeah. Chris, you highlighted and said, well, I can secure 500 for us. I was happy to just rock up and try and buy them. but, but we've, we've got that secured and, and, and those guys are going to help us get the laptops delivered to the schools. Yeah. In terms of who, how we're getting them and who we're getting them to, that's going to be a, a fairly yeah, easy part of this, this process because the demand is so high. Of the three schools we've spoken to already, approximately 25 to 35 percent of the students uh, there are either sharing or yeah. have no device at all. So the demand is is uh, high across every school we've spoken to. We've got plenty more lined up to have conversations with. Yeah, uh, actually finding where we're going to going to get the laptops out to is not going to be a difficult part. And what
0: happened yesterday, Tim? You were on BBC
1: Radio Berkshire, weren't you? (laughs) How did that? Um, BBC Radio Berkshire with Andrew Peachy. Wow. For about two and a half minutes. It's not the rag though, is it? It's
0: not the rag. Yeah. It's
1: not the rag, no. But it's, it was interesting because I was all cool. I went and trained in the morning. Didn't really think about it. Sat down, they put me on hold. Now I realized I was going live and all of a sudden I was like, shit. <laughs> what if I swear? What if I say something wrong? But uh, but no, it was good. And we got the opportunity to have a chat. They've got uh, a campaign running. They're getting laptops donated to them. So these are mainly secondhand devices. Uh, but i got to outline what we're doing while we're doing it and we've got some engagement off the back of that on our social channel and on our website i think we actually got a donation pledged off the back of that as well and they've asked for us to go back on in a couple of weeks just to update them let them know how we're getting on and how close we are to the target
0: yeah we're going to do the same in in london and manchester as well that's the plan love that mate well done um just so you know as well guys when you donate on the page it doesn't um we don't we don't take that money personally it goes straight to the IT supplier so um, we're not holding your cash we've got no interest in that um, we want it to go straight to, to to get those laptops as fast as possible so I think Chris you said the 500 batch arrives on the 4th of feb so
2: already in the, f- the first ones for for the trial run have already shipped and landed at a destination right. so you know we kind of had a practice run a desktop walkthrough for the process and the first laptop has already actually got there Yeah. Which- um- there's, a, there's just a couple of other organizations, Sean, that I wanted to just mention if it's okay that have kind of been part of contributing as as part yeah. of the push. Dave Heron, the CEO at Wilton & Bain Group, uh, has pledged three grand. So that's really good. My brother at Rakiva, um, and John Sprague, his business partner, have also pledged a grand, I think, this morning. And I also right. think that Richard Long at Jefferson Wolf, uh, CEO at Jefferson Wolf, Um, said that they were going to make a contribution and the thing that I love about that Sean for me which is really important is I think it's quite rare especially in such a competitive sector as recruitment is to get a moment where we can all just kind of you know lean in the same direction and and put the competitive horizon aside for a second and go we're going to do something that is actually beneficial for the reputation of our sector and I think that this is one of those moments that don't come around often and Personally, that's one of the things that excites me most about it. Yeah. You know, I think that COVID and working from home and a lot of the stuff you do, Sean, hats off to you, does bring a unity to a lot of people in the sector. It, it unites us. And I think this is another thing that will act as a catalyst for that kind of feeling within the, the you know, the sector we work in. I'm hoping yeah. that, at least.
0: Oh, we just had another donation, Lauren Hopkins of Grace Personnel, one of our clients, £1,000 today. Absolutely brilliant. Lauren, you're a star. Thank you so that's much. Um, no, look... I, Chris, I, I truly believe that you know the recruitment industry gets a, 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 a bad name. Um, everyone's convinced that everyone else is shit. That's what I, la- I find hilarious about recruiters. Right, every time I meet a company, they're like, you know, the competition shit. They're all shit. Everyone's shit. They're all sharks. I'm like, I hang on a minute. Like, th- that's what they say about you. And every time I meet a recruitment company and I meet the owner, 90 percent of the time, I think you're really compelling. You're really charismatic. You're smart. You're focused. You're trying to do. You're trying to do good. You're trying to build a business. We all know there's a hey, Henry, shush we all know <laughs> a few, he's literally barking like man in the background we all know there's a few um there's always get an opinion there's horror stories in every in every industry right we know that but i truly believe the industry is full of great people full of young energetic enthusiastic entrepreneurial people who um will give time to people will, will help i mean how much work do we do for fucking free in this industry i don't think there's another industry out there that is as does as much for free like it just doesn't happen right so um it's no one really talks about that so when it comes to bringing the industry together i actually don't think it's that difficult i don't think i think you know there's lots of clubs out there there's you know trn do a great job of it elite leaders do a great job of it um you know um there's lots of great businesses out there that, that bring the industry together but it's really not that tricky this is just another chance for us to go you know what um collectively you know everyone every one of you that are donating today or in the future collectively the compound effect will be will be massive um what i'm excited for is once those laptops hit the schools is to get some you know some evidence back to to you guys like we'll get some social from the schools we'll do some video interviews with those that have received the laptops and you know we're not this isn't going to be an overnight fix um Henry going in his cage might be an overnight fix in a minute, but uh, this will not be an overnight fix. This is gonna be something that will run through February, potentially March, potentially April. Um, one of the things I noticed on my post yesterday, so I got a lot of engagement on LinkedIn um, when I when I talked about the initial launch, um, and there was a lot of comments around, can we donate our, our kit, our hardware, if not, if not on top of or in, instead of cash? Um, and we definitely will be moving to that in phase two. Um, we just know that logistically, Getting kit from people, checking it, making sure it's of a standard and it's not just some old crap that's got, um, you know, it's going to crash on a kid in the first week. Um, We felt that Chris's connection with a brand new device was the best way to go. Um, But at the moment, we're building out phase two, which will be a, a way to donate your kit, get it refurbished, I believe, Chris, and then get that out to people as well.
2: Yeah, there's some headline issues associated with recycling kit. Obviously, it's a brilliant thing to do. And if that's the second wave of the push behind what we do, fantastic. Um, the, the, you know, there's GDPR issues, there's content issues in terms of what's stored in the browsing history. You don't want some nine-year-old girl picking up a piece of kit and looking into a browsing history of stuff that we wouldn't want her to see. And similarly, there might even be distribution lists for people who were quite senior, senior in businesses that owns that kit and you get some 14 year old lad jumping on and sending an email to a distribution list where the auto signature is still in that laptop and it says you know sean anderson is sending you x y or z you know you wouldn't really want your clients to receive that they need to be wiped down properly rebuilt and then shipped out so we're speaking to a company called outsource international in Newbury. We will hopefully at least give us an insight onto what the direction is that we should follow to get that.
0: And if there's anyone listening who you know would like to, or who knows how we could do that better, um, we will do the work. Like that's the big thing here. We're putting in a lot of time behind the scenes, and we're prepared to do that. The whole of Hoxo, like I've literally said, whatever, like design, copyright, and you name it, we'll, we'll we'll work through the night over the weekend. Um, and and you know, if you guys give us some information, if you give us a lead in terms of how we could do that. We'll do the rest. Um, the between the three of us and our teams, we you know we've got a good squad. We've got Holly and Mo from um, from Simply Commerce and Redult that we've nicknamed H and M, who are <laughs> who are. Is H and M still going, or have they gone? Are they been bought by? Yeah, Be- been, do they do they know they're called H H&M? and I don't know. To make sure this live doesn't actually like get crashed, bring Henry into the conversation, right?
2: There you go. All All the sport. One of the, one of the, one of the so, things I wanted to mention as well. What do you uh, think? Go on, Not Henry, sure. Not sure. Carry on. I can hear him breathing. <laughs> um, one of the things as well that I'm really grateful for is some of the clients that we've got, the internal recruitment teams in our clients have also said we'd love to contribute towards that. So Lisa Molinari is part of the RL100, uh, which is a group that a lot of us will probably be aware of. At Cult Technology Services. And Lisa has said that they'd be happy to participate as well. So, you know, it's not just agencies. I think that anybody, and a lot of the people in internal recruitment have worked in agencies. So they're part of our networks anyway, aren't they? So, but I think that, you know, the opportunity to get a groundswell and a critical mass that could easily hit that target is well within reach for this project. At least, at least I really hope it is.
1: Yeah. Actually, one of the things that you raised briefly, Chris, which is just as, just as important, I think, when we're trying to encourage people to put their hard-earned cash into, into this project, mm-hmm. is that social interaction element. As much as, uh, as the learning is important, the, the, a lot of the kids can catch up on the learning over time. Mm-hmm. But that social interaction is so important. And what, what I realised is... What was that, Sean? I that, it's, dog.
0: it's <laughs> the dog yeah let me just let me just put him in the you're gonna chill out now
1: you're gonna relax people yeah, yeah. yeah. listening on
0: the podcast like later on are gonna be like what are they
1: doing yeah, exactly. my
0: french bulldog is just a nightmare so and and you know this is the reality of home life right
1: yes yeah, it? but it's the um as you kind of touched on christy is that social interaction that's so important we, we are all effectively living our lives now on zoom or Teams, or some kind of video engagement. And if we had that removed as adults, I think we'd probably go nuts pretty quick. Yeah, It's not ideal, and I'm pretty done with video calls. Can't wait to actually meet people, but as a second best option, it's great. And If those kids don't have that, it's going to be hugely detrimental to their mental health. So for me, that's just as important as, as the learning element, which is why it's so important we try and Hit, hit this target 100 so
0: sorry to interrupt i just want to let you know that um wendy has now paid which is brilliant and she's wow. wrote i know you said a thousand pound could choose a school but i'm hoping we can get some help to northland's primary and nursery in essex yes of course if you can send out an email um best go to holly um, yeah, we've, got um
2: got, we've got project 500 at redholt.net and that goes right. to M. H&M. Both
0: of them. Right. Project500 at redholt.net. Please email the details of the school. We'll make it happen. We've also got Holly coming in saying H&M are on board with Project 500. Then we've got Mo coming in saying H&M are ready to help. Uh, I don't know if you're going to be able to separate these two when, you, uh, when we go back to our normal day jobs. Sorry, Chris. What were you saying?
2: You know, I think there's so many peripheral Uh, benefits to this I really do I think that there's the obvious proximity of the kids needing laptops now but you know if you also think of some of the political landscape that we've entered recently with Brexit and all of that sort of stuff it might not be as easy going forward to ship talent in where we have a deficit within our economy And, and I really do think that you know it might not be as evident as you think it might think it is after I've said this. But I do think that somehow implicitly our sector are the custodians of talent within our economy. It matters it is the product that we sell. So you know we should really think about how we're you know sowing the seeds for the future and helping you know the kids that are doing their GCSEs now it'll be what five, six, seven years and they'll they'll be out they'll be our our consultants will be placing those people. So and we need to make sure that we're propagating talent for the future. And I think this is one of the ways to do it.
0: Totally agree. Um, well, guys, I want to just say thank you to everyone who's attended live. Thank you to everyone who's listened. Thank you to everyone who's just said they're going to donate while we're talking. I mean, you, you, you don't realize how, how how amazing that is. Um, and um, for anyone who wants to get involved, the links are in the comments as well as in the social post here. Um, it is project500.hoxomedia.com. Go in there, click the link, and from there you can donate um, directly on the page. Um, we will be giving you regular updates. We will be coming live every single week with another video. Um, we're planning to get people from the schools that we are. We're helping to come on and talk about the impact and, and how amazing your, your donations are. Um, and if anyone watching, listening, wants to get involved in helping us in any other ways, like I say, supporting us with ideas, please, please, please email project500 at redhot.net and uh, we'll take that forward. Any,
1: any final comments from you, Tim? Uh, no, I, I think we, we've covered off. i just really, really pleased with everyone who's supported us so far, either through pushing everything through the social channels or the actual donations. We have got a massive target, but I'm really, really confident that with the support of the recruitment businesses um, that we have engaged already in the suppliers and partners that we will get there. Yeah.
2: Chris? Yeah, exactly. As Tim just said, I'm really pleased to be a part of it. Just really grateful that we're doing something.
0: I think – that, was that Gurney in my team? Okay, she's, she doesn't come up. She comes up as a LinkedIn user for me, but she's someone's wrote, Mohit Abbey, I want a cool squad name. Gel. It's got to be Gurney, hasn't it? Um <laughs> Gurney uh, is my account operations manager. Yeah, it is Gurney. What, what, what name could we come up with for Gurney, Chris? You, you know Gurney pretty well. The well gen- uh, she's, she's known as the general at Hoxo. So I think it, I mean, she's the, the Project 500 general. Um, but guys, thank you again for listening. Um, I'll be back again next week with a normal episode of The Rag as well as another episode relating to Project 500. We're not going to go away. This is not an overnight fix, but if together, the industry. We all donate. We're gonna we're gonna help 500 children um, have a much brighter future in 2021, and that's just the start, right? We, we this is not something again that we, we don't know when this is all gonna end, so it's a case of let's get 500 hit. Let's do it. Let's do it together, and then let's plan the next. Let's plan the next number. Let's do some more. So thank you for everyone involved. Um, have a wonderful weekend wherever you are. Give us a shout if you need any help. But well, please go to that page, donate what you can. And uh, and let's we will update you next week with where we are. Take care. Thanks a lot.